This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The cash spending is a big fixation of mine. 31st last year, 27th three years prior. Have you been given assurances by Robert or others that you guys will have the freedom to spend this offseason to bring in talent and free agency? We're bringing in talent. One thousand percent. Have a lot of cap space and cash. Yeah. Ready to burn some cash. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool to dance. Shy, why you gotta ruin my mood? I know it was my lead, and but the sun is shining. Uh, the the Red Sox are about to be back in Boston. Baseball is about to be back, and and now I have to flash back to yesterday afternoon when my day was nearly ruined. Uh, because somebody told Gerard Mayo he needs to walk back the comments that he made on this show a month or so ago about spending money. We should call it the Greg Hill Show Moonwalk. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had Sam Kennedy calling everybody liars, walk that back, and then you have uh, Gerard Mayo. And it is so disappointing where it's like, if the Patriots front office spent a fraction of the time they do trying to improve their reputation and sully that of others on the actual roster... The Patriots might have a chance this year. Like, the obsession about saying what you're going to do or what you're not going to do. Just do it. Make the team better. Who cares what you say if it's not followed through with actions that back up what you're saying? It's irrelevant. Yeah, so, I mean, if you missed it, you missed my lead or you missed it yesterday, Gerard Mayo Mm. um, walking back those comments with Karen Garigian at Mass Live and, and saying that he misspoke misspoke on this show does that sound like someone who's misspeaking no i so the question is what did did he misspeak was he just having fun and i think he was having fun i was he was just uh you know i I think uh uh, yesterday afternoon i think i heard mego i think was saying oh you know no big deal he just misspoke i I, it's what it's a big deal to me wait what was that interview a month ago yeah it was a month ago so cash ready to burn some cash i I know stacy james he's the best in the business at what he does as the media director uh vice president of media relations to the patriots if if he had said something that was inaccurate and he was misrepresented or wanted to rectify the situation he knows how to con they would have immediately said that's not what he intended to say that's exactly what i was just going to say this interview was so long ago at this point if he misspoke it would have been corrected the next day it would have been corrected that day right he would have come back in and say hey i didn't really mean the we it wasn't the end of the show and we it were was still pl- in there he could have come back and said hey i didn't mean like we're gonna burn some cash like i should i, I shouldn't have said that the fact that it's come out all this time later, after all of the bashing of Bill Belichick, this was Robert Kraft sitting him down saying, hey, we are not going to burn some cash. Yeah, you might be looking at the numbers and, and, and salivating at it, but we are not going to do this in one season. I think he was just having fun. 
And he said that, like, jokingly. It was the pullout quote of the interview. It was national yeah, news for right, two days. Right, but I think he was saying it, like, in a joking sense. But I believe. Then why did he feel the need to walk it back? Because I think then he what he got into was a sit-down interview with Karen. And then she probably, you know, I don't know what the how the, the question was exactly phrased to him. And then he, you know, he probably said, well, here's what I really meant on that. Uh, but <laughs> I do, just met the media. What was that last week? The introduction of yeah. the seventeen new. It's the same yeah. way. It's the same way yeah. when he sat down with um with uh with Burton, and, and you know he goes, well, what are you gonna do? And he's like, yeah, you know, we're gonna go with the best player, and you know, the best position. Okay, you know, but that, that right? was immediately corrected. But that I also believe corrected. this, though. Okay. I believe they are gonna spend a lot of money. What? <laughs> so then, what's the point of this? What? I, ha- I I don't I don't know what the point of this is. Wiki, though. I know that you love Gerard Mayo. I understand that, and you want to try to defend him. I this. I know I'm not defending him. It's not even about him. Right. That's my point. It's about the fact that they spent the the last ten years letting everybody believe that the cheap one in the building was Bill right. Belichick. Okay, it's not. He's not right. It wasn't Bill Belichick. That's why I don't. That's why I. The business is being done by the guy that's in charge. The same way he's done business the last ten years, he just got rid of a guy that took all the arrows for him, as you would say, right. Over the last ten years on this stuff. That's why this. That's why I cannot believe. There's no way. My mind is telling me no way. Robert doesn't spend money, knowing that if he doesn't. All the criticism is going to be dropped in his lap. Can there's I say, no way. I don't, I just there's something in me telling me that in free agency they're going to be big players. And I think they have to spend this year. We've been over that with the, to be compliant with the CBA. But this reminds me, and it's so unfortunate. We were talking with Lou, who was awesome with us yesterday. Yes, yeah. that check it out. Great take on Cora's future potentially next season. Um, that the Patriots and Red Sox have become way too similar in a really bad way. But this reminds me of full throttle, right? Tom Warner says we're going to go full throttle in free agency. Then that's out there in the ether, as Tom Curran would say, for a month or two. And then they don't do anything because ownership was more than happy to have that be the narrative as season ticket renewals are up and people are planning, you know, their buys for next year. Very similar. Gerard Mayo begins a new era. Mondays, what was it? Mornings with Mayo, Mondays with Mayo, yeah. whatever we're going to call it. Mayo Mondays. Mayo Mondays. And, you know, Spitz was awesome for an hour, spectacular interview. And they allow the we're going to burn some cash to be out there as fans are starting to get their new perspective of the Patriots after Bill Belichick. And then now in like, a, you know, on C-13 after that was the front page story, they're sitting down with, with Karen Garigian and getting this, this out. I also hope this doesn't change who Gerard Mayo is with the media because I loved how open he was with us. Like, I, I hope that now going into next season, he doesn't reel it in. Like, I, I, I hope that it wasn't. Ro- Are you saying that you understand why maybe Bill didn't answer every question in a polite way and say, uh, you talk, for, <laughs> yeah. talk for two minutes about strategy? Right. Did and Bill everything? ever have to re, re, retake a, a comment that he's ever made not, on any not really no not yeah, really. but you, you don't have I, to I retract think is, nothing when you uh, say nothing yeah, yeah i think he will though i think gerard is gonna you know step back a little bit because he's gonna be like even though i might say things that can come off as a little and you know joking at the moment then there's gonna be this walk back because i have to sit down with ownership and they're gonna be like Wait, i'm i'm sorry like i i'm sorry that wasn't a joke that was him having the full belief that he was going to be allowed to burn some cash. Right. It was a direct I, question about how they have been in cash spending. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's a very sensitive topic within the Patriots organization. There were stories out there that they were the dead last in the last decade in cash spending. Well, you know the great thing? We got, we got what, two weeks. Two weeks when free agency opens up. I believe it's March 14th or 15th, somewhere around there, 13th. But I just cannot see Robert because he does. Here's the the great thing about Mayo is he's not the shield for Robert Kraft like Bill was. So everything other than on the field, on the field, it's going to be Mayo's got a giant, giant, giant microscope on him because every move he makes, people are going to be like, Bill wouldn't have done that. Bill, So like on the field, but like the off the field, the free agency, the drafting stuff. 
all that will fall at the lap of Robert Kraft. There's no way. Robert Ro- and Jonathan. Well, Robert and Jonathan, the Kraft family, however you want to put it. But Robert, have, Jonathan, but, Daniel, uh, Joshua, whoever but they it is. Still, they have Elliot Wolf there, and so if there's an issue, Come, but Greg, they're going to be, Elliot Wolf's going to be standing no, at the top. It's going to be the Krafts. Standing at the top of the stairs, and they got a guy that they can kick down. No, at. they will, but it won't work. Yeah, it won't work. Not with Elliot Wolf. Elliot Wolf is not at, he's not at the level of being the Sam Kennedy of the Red Sox, so he can't be the the sling and arrow taker for them. The, it this is got especially after the you know when the dynasty's all said and done, and the dynasty will all be all said and done. What in a, a couple more weeks, and then people might have a different picture of how they view the crafts. There's no way they're gonna sit there and. They're going to allow all this criticism when it comes to spending money. And it was always on you, Robert. Now that we see it, you're not doing it for Mayo. Mm-hmm. You put all this on Bill. There's no – because Robert, the one thing about Robert, he wants to be liked by everybody. Okay, who do you think told Gerard Mayo that he's not going to be able to burn the cash that he that he wants to burn? I think it was Jonathan or Robert. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so they came to him and they said, hey – just a heads up, you said that, and now you're going to have to go back and find a way to retract that and get that out there because yeah. so that everybody's ready for it when we're not spending the money. I just want you to be ready for it. I, I, but when, I, when, when they're, when they're I, I'm telling you, when they're not spending the money, I, I want you to be, be ready shocked. for it. I will be shocked if they don't spend money. I honestly I, will be. Okay. I, I think they're going right. to spend, but they're not going to be getting three premium items. They're going to get five to six, you know, one notch outlet shopping type of guys. They're not like a gonna... juju type deal that Bill right. would have done. I, see, I would be shocked. They have to get one <laughs> premium item. But who's the premium item that's out there? Well, whether it's a Chris Jones who's available, a oh. Mike Evans is available. If they sign Chris Jones, I will personally drive down to Gillette Stadium and high five Jonathan Curtis. <laughs> but 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 when I say but Curtis, what I'm saying is like the expectations are for me. It's one of those guys, whether it's Mike Evans, Chris Jones, um, I, you know, maybe you throw Michael Pittman Jr. Or, uh, in that category. I just feel like that is the premium, you know, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I hope you're not disappointed. Uh, all right, anyway, um, that is going on while we are here in Fort Myers for spring training. And in just about 15 minutes, we'll be joined here by Tristan Cassis. And at 940, we'll talk to the new chief baseball officer of the Boston Red Sox, Craig Breslow, here. Lots to talk to him about. Uh, we should quickly, because we teased it, get to the dumbest of the day. Stop being dumb. And now, this woman is stone cold dumb. I'm a dumbass. The dumbest of the day. Try again, dumbass. And we go now to the man who has driven us safely around the Fort Myers area the last three days. Can't thank you enough for that, Curtis. Uh, just to be perfectly, because uh, 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 I want to be transparent. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you weren't in the car, but there was a slight incident last night. Oh, I dropped everybody off at the Cold Stone Creamery. Yeah. And there was a little, like, uh, I don't know what to call it, like a atrium-style parking gizmo where there was a band playing in front of it. And I was like, I'll pull right in here. Uh For a second, I forgot I was driving an Escalade, and I, like, dinged the building. Oh, no. There's nothing on the car. Oh, okay. (laughs) Was there damage done to the building? Uh, There was. I think that's that's a felony to flee the scene of an accident. Yeah, I did. I had smoke coming out of my butt Uh, as I ran away. It was also a fun conversation to have pulling in this morning when Curtis cut off a, a speeding car, and I said the entire Greg Hill morning show dead in a fiery crash <laughs> heading into JetBlue Park uh-huh. and we went through who would be first in the obituary and we think Wiggy you know yeah. Super Bowl champion Super Bowl Jermaine champion. Wiggins Jermaine Wiggins Marconi winner Greg Hill and Courtney Cox and Curtis right uh, yeah no I think uh, I think Wiggy would be the yeah. if that happened you'd be the lead I don't you would yeah. be, you'd be the lead it's one conversation I don't want to have with you right. <laughs> okay. anyway what happened uh, we we listened to everything that happened yesterday and this may be the dumbest of the day Curtis yeah thanks to my man Jackson for this story so. We love the GPS driving you into water stories from the office. Well, we had to Hawaii where a Canadian tourist is lucky to be alive after he took a wrong turn on a remote road in Hawaii and drove his rental car off a 60-foot cliff. Damn. He fell out of the vehicles, was washed out to sea, and was rescued by U.S. Coast Guard and firefighters as there was a helicopter that noted him. They picked him up, saved him. The rental car is totally totaled, but this guy 
was able to be alive as fire crews arrived on the scene of the accident and they saw a man 100 yards offshore Mm. swimming and screaming for help. Wow. Did the road end at a cliff? Or it was was it night? Was it day? Well, was- GPS is as someone not humble brag, been to Hawaii, and uh, when you're driving on some of these roads, they haven't exactly maintained with the Google Maps or right. okay. puts those together. Yeah, so they ain't pro- updated. Yeah, so it probably said a quarter mile left turn, and he just drove right drove off right the off the right off the cliff. But are you right. not looking uh, through your windshield? Like you might be looking at the GPS. Right. And also, it is like that Sanibel Bridge we were on yesterday. It is so beautiful driving in Hawaii. You have to remind yourself that you have to look at the road i understand this yeah. a bit but All amazing right. that he survived yeah, the yeah. Foot fall. Survived. the driver right. can't be a sightseer yes right. and, uh, that, and they that, tend to want to be yeah, in a beautiful that, place yes, that is true right. all right curtis thank you very much that is the dumbest of the day and here is courtney with what is trending this hour your home of the socks now here's what's trending on weei Trending now brought to you by Timeout Market. The Bruins looked like they were going to give this one away once again. After jumping out to a 3-0 start, the Golden Knights came back and made it a game. Mason Lorai was the star of this one. He had the game winner with five minutes to go, while Morgan Geeky had his first career hat trick. The Sox beat the Tigers 5-2 yesterday. Garrett Whitlock got the start. He went three innings. He gave up a run on three hits while striking out six. They've got the Twins on deck today. First pitch is at 105. You can listen to Joe Castiglione and Will Fleming on the Shaws and Star Market, WEEI Red Sox Radio Network. You can listen to them on EEI 850 or, as always, on the Odyssey app. And the Celtics are welcoming the Mavericks to town. Tip is at 730 for this one. Not sure if Dallas will have Luka. He's listed as questionable with an ankle sprain and broken nose. The C's injury report is clean. And with 14 unique food concepts, some of Boston's top chefs, two bars with a wide selection of craft cocktails, wines, and New England top local brewers, plus lots of events happening too. Timeout Market uh, Boston showcases the best of the city under one roof. That is what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. All right, Courtney, it is currently 68 degrees in Fort Myers, afternoon high of 82. Back home, 26, sunny afternoon high of 44. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This is the Greg Hill Show, live from Red Sox Spring Training at JetBlue Park on WEEI. I got my toes in the water, ass in the sand. Not a worry in the world, a cold beer in my hand. Life is good today. Life is good today. Well, a plane touched down just about three o'clock, and the city's still on my mind. Bikinis and palm trees danced in my head. I was still in the baggage line. It's going to be tough to go back. It's beautiful here at JetBlue Park. Spring training with the Boston Red Sox on this show, day number three. And we'll be joined in just a couple minutes by Tristan Cassis. Talk a little baseball Mm -hmm. with him. And then Craig Breslow, the chief baseball officer of the Boston Red Sox, coming up at 9.30, thereabouts, 9.30, 9.40 or so. This is Dave from New Bedford. Hey, Dave, good morning. What's up? Good morning, everybody. Um, 
I don't know if you guys get the chance to watch the two episodes that dropped last night of the documentary, uh, yes. The Dynasty. Yep. Uh, boy, I'll tell you, this is a total hit piece on Bill Belichick. This is I told you. Have I not, have I not hey. been telling you that? That's the intent of the whole thing. Greg, it is unbelievable. The worst part about it, you know, I, I don't know how many people watch this, so I, I'm not going to give a lot of stuff away. When Jonathan Kraft talked about the Aaron Hernandez situation, and then they go to Bill, and he says, well, I already talked about that. I'm not going to go into it. He does himself no favors at all by declining to say anything and yeah. letting them crap all over him. This is unbelievable. This is not a docuseries on the dynasty. This is a let us show you what we had to deal with with the 20 years yep. and what he did, and we had to – Fix the situation because of everything he. This is unbelievable. This is it's, crazy. It's, it's, it's so crazy too because it's really. It, we can say Robert and yes, he paid for it. It's really a. This has been a battle between Jonathan and Bill. Yep, that's been the fight. And this is a guy in Jonathan Kraft who's coming in like a white knight. His father's in Europe, oh. and Jonathan Kraft decides the fate of Aaron Hernandez. Like. <laughs> So, I don't care what you think of Bill Belichick, my opinions on him are well established. Yeah. He did more in his pinky for the Patriots winning six Super Bowls than Jonathan Kraft did in his entire life. And what an ungrateful guy whose billion-dollar life has been created in large part by the person he's smearing. It's un as I I've been saying all along it's untoward or you, you during your lead this morning you 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 described it with another word that was perfect. I, I just uh, think it is beneath them but I can't remember I, I what I can't remember what I said. Uh, but but it's just it's it like it, it's it, it, it people know what Bill did fans know what Bill did. You're not going to change history. You know, I, like when I was talking about 1984 and the Minister of Truth, like you're not rewriting history as if the guy was some abject failure that you had to boot out of here. Like, it, I, I, give me a break. And if anybody thought that Aaron Hernandez was actually a serial killer, they would have kicked him off the team. Correct. Right. There are things in hindsight, you know, like, for example, just a quick personal anecdote. I'm an alcoholic. Looking back on the sound that you hear from me now, it's clear I was drunk. But in the moment, you might have just thought I was dumb or stammering. Like, no, I'm serious. Like, everything's so clear when you know the cause. Yeah. When you don't have the cause, everything's in play. And it's the one thing that, the, and I, I wouldn't spoil it, but it's the one thing that Jonathan says that really stands out about what Bill would have did. Yeah, and that whole situation. That is a great point. Yeah. that was the one thing you were like, "Whoa, whoo wait." So, and, and that was just where you were like, "Damn!" That's when you when you knew they were throwing and, and, Bill way under the bus. And I don't buy that Bill would have done that thing. Yeah, I I, I don't. Yeah, um, yeah. It's but I, we can all agree if Bill thought he could have prevented the murder of Odin Lloyd. He would have done it, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. So, yes. And, and the other thing with, with what the caller Dave in New Bedford, just the point he made, Bill Belichick didn't know what these guys were saying. And I think Bill Belichick did what he's done his whole life, which is he addressed it, and he's not going to keep talking about it because what he felt was said yeah. in the immediate aftermath of the release of Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. No, he went into it not understanding what the what it was going to be i don't think the project I, I think he went into it and said i don't know why he did it i think he must have felt like he was going to be here this season when he when he did it well, he thought it was i mean be a I, football thing i'm telling you that's what he thought he thought going into this it'll be a football thing x's and o's how the dynasty was started and then once he they start throwing these questions he's like no i'm not talking about that but then he doesn't know what everybody else is saying behind the scenes because everybody's doing their own thing and greg if i were the interviewer with jonathan Kraft, i would have turned that right around on him and i would have said jonathan so you felt in good conscience that you could have the highest paid coach in all of american team sports be someone you believed would enable a serial killer what does that say about you jonathan Kraft? yeah Right? right? If you really think Bill Belichick would have done that, why do you still have him as your head coach? What What does that say about you? Because at the end of the day, Jonathan Kraft hired the guy that, according to him, enabled Aaron Hernandez. It's also, again, and we can fully discuss Monday, I guess, but there's also, 
it, you know, it's tough to act like this was all Bill when it came to Aaron Hernandez when you got a guy who's the owner of the football team on the field talking to Bill about uh, how great of a guy he is, uh, Aaron Hernandez, because right. he just made a donation. Uh, you know, it, it's it's you know the entire organization was fooled by Aaron, yes. by Aaron Hernandez. Aaron fooled everybody. Right. I'm not putting it on. That's why you're Robert. included. That's why you're included in that documentary yeah. <laughs> about him. Because because <laughs> I, I keep it real. I've seen people like yeah. this, and it, it, it wasn't. It, 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 he fooled Robert. He fooled Jonathan. He fooled Bill. He he fooled his teammates. That's just the way it is, and you don't know about. I told you my locker was next to Darren Shop. Just Google Darren Shopper. One of the worst rapists in American yeah. history. And I had no, and I like I literally hung out with the dude out like you know going out to clubs and stuff like that and I would have never known. Yeah. And I was like, what? You know, he had money. He was a good-looking dude. Um, there you go. I said it. Right? He was a good... <laughs> you right? He was a good-looking... He was a good-looking dude. He was. He had no issues. He was single. And then when you heard all the stuff, you're like, what? Yeah. I sat next to that dude. Right. Think of all the guys that had their family around Darren Sharper. In hindsight, like, how did I have my wife, my daughter, my yeah, whatever? You, you had, no, it, no, you had I, no idea. The, Listen, the Aaron Hernandez episode, which is the second one that dropped last night, yes. right. is riveting. It, it is. And the stuff that was going, I mean, I, the stuff that he was doing at his locker and, yeah. and Wes Welker's warning guys about that, I mean, it is. Dion I, Branch and Brandon Lloyd are spectacular in this episode. I wish they would have well, dived Because into they talk about how they were friends and yeah. were fooled. And right? it was just, it, but it was. Dion had like tears in his eyes talking oh, about it. Completely. And yeah. it just was such a. They were so. You could feel the, the emotion oozing out of them about how difficult it was in hindsight to be living and seeing this guy. And I will say, I mean, we've been doing a lot of Robert uh, Kraft bashing. you got to feel for him because he, it did seem, and I know that they're saying he was like a son to me. He was like, this one seemed a little bit different where, um, and, and this isn't spoiling anything because there were articles written about it, but he talks about uh, when Myra passed and, and Aaron Hernandez got his big deal and yeah. gave him a check yeah. uh, for the foundation. And Robert said, you know, I, you don't need to do this. And he said, I want to. Like there were there were spots, I'm sure, for Robert Kraft where he was like, you know, this guy came from a really bad situation, mm -hmm. but there's brightness for his future. There were there were there were there were spots of of Aaron Hernandez well, he was being a really for, good guy. He was going to hire a lawyer for him. Yes. Right. Yeah. And he was duped. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, duped. He was. He was duped. Absolutely duped. All right. Um, we are at JetBlue Park and it is our in training broadcast day number three and we are brought to you today hold on i just shine did you send me that today all that sponsor stuff oh shine sending it right now which is fantastic we are brought to you down here by mcfarland energy the heating cooling and bioheat delivery pros that eastern massachusetts and all of cape cod depend on at mcfarlandenergy.com by the el harvey companies including nasset disposal and mega disposal your local trash collection and recycling providers by aviva trattoria Italian-inspired, locally made from fresh, whole, locally sourced ingredients, and by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh. And we welcome to our studio Tristan Cassis. How are you? Howdy, guys. I'm doing well. Thank Thanks you. for coming you? up. Um, been a lot of talk about your appearance so far this season. You're doing the uh, you're doing the the do different uh, from time to time. Yeah, cut it all off after the off season. Um, new Year hit. I said New Year, New Me. So just shaved it all off, and then. Uh, yeah, when I came to spring training, shaved off the beard, but yeah, I'm back in character now. Okay, I like it. How about the nails? What do we get? What do we got? Just regular in? white right Just now. Just regular white Good right now. Good for the weather. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I might mix in like a couple blues, a couple different blues. I might even pop out like a royal blue for no reason. But okay. I'm gonna stick with team colors, but even yellow's the team colors. So. Now, do you do that yourself, or do you? I I'm often told Courtney says I ought to get manis and petties uh, on the regular. Yeah. Um, do you do it yourself, or do you? Uh, during the season, I typically do it myself. You do. Um, yeah, typically I don't have like a, a, a day that I can just pop out in the morning and go get them done. So I'll just do them in my in my in my tub. You need a guy. Like the Red Sox should get you a guy, like a nail guy. Uh, I am the guy. You're the guy. <laughs> you are, you are the, guy. the guy. I'm the guy for it. You so. are the guy. Yeah, I, I just sit in the tub with my remover, and then I'll do it, and then you know sit, and then when I get in bed, like I'll just carefully put the sheets over, and then I'll like lay it's on the, the worst, bed like right? a, like a zombie, and then that'll be my air dry. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we love it, and we're we're excited. We've been talking here for three days with guys who uh, are talking about how this team uh, has a little bit of a, a chip on their shoulder. Maybe is a is a way to to describe it. You feel that way going into the season? I feel like that's the, that's the motto of the city. I feel like everybody's got a little chip on their shoulder. Blue collar, blue collar, definitely city. But um, yeah, I don't know why we're underlooked or overlooked. I mean, we have such a great ball ball, ball club. So much uh, talent in that locker room. Young, old, everything in between. Staff, uh, front office, coaching. Uh, I think it's uh, top of the line. So I don't know why we're underdogs. I don't know why we're overlooked. But everybody in that clubhouse, we know that we have the potential to win a World Series. So I think we're all excited for this year. Speaking of Boston and Massachusetts and a chip on its shoulder, uh, Wiggy, not a fan of your home state, Florida. Uh, I just want to doesn't has been here only two days, two and a half days and thinks it's all strip malls. So I don't want you to take any offense at that, but you might be able to tell them differently having grown up here. Yeah, I don't think I, I would never move from here. Um, I love the warm weather all year round. I I, uh, I think everything about Florida is great. Um, I think it's getting a little crowded. So if he wants to go, he can. I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> right, good, good. We don't have room for you. Is what well, I'm saying. a asshole. What do you expect? Uh, yes. Born and raised in asshole. But being from Florida, you have said that you would you would do your whole career in Boston. That you love playing for the Red Sox. That you would want to be here forever. What makes it special about the Red Sox? About Boston? About the front office? That you would want to play for them? I think it's from the top down. Every everybody just holds each other accountable. Accountable. Um, the leadership throughout all the tiers um, is super organized. I love how it's just a comfortable, conducive environment for growth. Every single day that I come to the park, I'm always learning um, from everybody, uh, from top down, even from myself and, and, and everybody in between. So I think it's just a great environment for me to keep getting better as a player, but also as a person too. Uh, but just in terms of Boston, I love playing there. Um, the aura about it, the, the history of the, of the city, of the team, um, of the ballpark, everything about it, I love it. And, and the fans bring the energy, you know, every single night, whether we were winning or losing last year. So I can only imagine a playoff atmosphere. I'm really hungry for it. So um, I love everything about the city team. Um, so I'd love to stay here for my whole career. It would be an honor. And you, you talk about that you're really hungry for it. And I, I think the biggest thing is when you look at a team, you look at players coming together, and, and you said leadership in that clubhouse. What's the overall, uh, I guess, hunger for being the underdog? Or like you said, everybody – doubting you what what's been the overall message in the clubhouse for you guys as a group and as a team that we're going to go out there and we're going to kick ass one day at a time uh i don't think there's any expectation for anything else except for today um we set a really high expectation for today getting better each and every day every single moment practice rep um however we can improve together as a team and individually we're going to try to do it uh but for the whole outlook of the year is um, is to win a world series i want to strap on these cleats if i didn't think we had a chance to uh, i wouldn't even waste my time going out there and i don't think anybody else feels that uh that's that way that we're going to go out there and get outmatched by anybody so i think going into the season we're all really really confident we have a good mindset going in and it's just about going out there and executing because we know we have the talent speaking of expectations rafael Devers said he expects you to be one of the best players in the league this season is that a uh, little added pressure no, not at all. I, I put that expectation on myself every day when I wake up, so I don't think he's too far-fetched by saying that. Whether it's going to happen or not, I'm not sure. Uh, I, uh, I'm i going to go out there and give my best effort every single day. I'm going to play hard, smart, fast, like I know how to do. And, uh, you know, I, I want I – want, my my one of my goals this year was to help him win an MVP. So that's funny that he said that. I think he has that caliber of player, and I think if he puts it, puts it together um, – you know, offensively, we know he's capable of, and defensively, I'm the one who's going to make the difference for him to win that. So, um, I need I need to help him out there too. Well, you finished strong when it came to AL Rookie of the Year voting, and and when you reach that high, then people start saying sophomore slump, sophomore slump. What have you done during the off season to make sure that that doesn't happen for you? It's going to happen again. I'm going to slump again, and I'm going to fail. Uh, hopefully, everybody's as patient as they were the first time. But I think. Uh, just understanding what I'm trying to do every single day when I go to the field is a little more calming right now. I, I think going through the going through the league one time uh, really helped me. I mean, I was 
going to all these ballparks that I had grown up watching on TV and playing against all my favorite players growing up. And first time through the league, I was going West Coast, East Coast, and I was a little starstruck by these guys, um, you know, because I'm, I'm watching them, I'm playing them against them for the first time. But once I realized that they swing at pitches in the dirt and they strike out and have bad at-bats and boot balls in the field, it kind of eased me uh, and and – I feel like that carried over into my second half where I could just take a deep breath, calm the, calm myself and slow the game down and realize that I'm just as good as they are out on the field. So, um, yeah, going into the offseason, I was working on a lot of different things uh, mentally, physically, that I feel like I'm going to carry over into the season. Hopefully the learning curve's a little shorter this time around. The mental that, part? Sorry. That, well, that does have to be wild, though, when you're you're watching a guy growing up and you're you're idolizing him and then he's on first base. I mean, do you do you say is it like the old like the Chris Farley show where you're like, oh man, I've been watching you for your whole career. I love you. Like, what, uh, do, you, what do you say to a guy? The the elite players, I uh, I do a, a little tribute to them every single time that they get on first base. I'm not gonna name drop them, but <laughs> I will take my hat off and I'll 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 subtly say, hey, this tip of the cap is for you. You're one of the best players of my generation. It's an honor to share this field with you. I'll say something along those really? lines. Really? That's awesome. And it comes off well. It comes off well. They appreciate it. Um, I'm a little I'm a little bit of a baseball historian myself. I, I, I know the facts of the game. I know how much each player means to it. And, and now playing it, I know how hard it is. So I have a lot of respect for those players on the other side. But, you know, that's, that's not that I'm going to take them lightly. What's the oddest thing that you've talked to a guy about when he's, when he's on first base? They bring up the family ish, the like if they're fighting with their wife, or do they do they bring like what do you guys talk about? Um, that that you know that's like locker room talk. That's talk. I, I can't right. disclose any of that okay. stuff because sometimes right. we'll be talking smack about about even the the own guy our our own guys on our own team. You know? so, well, it, it, I try to keep it light. I, I Really, whenever guys get to first base, it's typically for a good reason, whether it's a walk or a hit. So I'll try to always be paying attention every at-bat to something that they themselves would have only noticed. So um, let's say they walked, right? And in a 2-1 count, they took a nice backdoor curveball to get to two strikes, and then they had two good takes. When they get on first, I'll typically say something like, hey, I, I like that one strike take to get to two strikes even though you could have put it in play and he induced weak contact like the pitcher wanted you to you stayed patient and then you took two more after that when you could have got antsy so then he'll be like oh i i, I appreciate that typically don't notice that angle so i'll try to notice something like super specific uh, even if it's whether about a, even if it's about a stance if i've played a guy for a long time like oh i like this or i'll just try to nitpick on something that um i like and typically it's a compliment if they get on first base so that's what i like see to i try to lull them into a false sense of security and say you can take a huge lead off this guy don't worry about it <laughs> that is that is part of playing first base the distraction aspect okay. so <laughs> along with that i also feel like I, i've been playing first base for so long i know when a guy's gonna steal too so i tip it to the catcher you know typically when they get all quiet and they're focused and they're taking their lead i'm like oh hey step off uh, let's let's redo this let's think hey he's bigger lead whatever so um yeah I, uh, it's more about hey where's the hot spots for after the game <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. where's our club at distract them yeah distract them yeah we get into that too yeah. yeah you bring up the mental aspect of the off season and i think we talk about this a lot with wiggy because baseball is so different than in every other sport where the mental part, I think, maybe sometimes is just as important, if not more, than the physical aspect. How do you, as a baseball player, focus on on that and make sure that you are in the right headspace for baseball? It's a difficult concept to grasp when you can do everything right and still have a bad result. And you can do everything wrong and have a good one. So it's super important to stay level-headed. Um, I, I like to always take the approach of whatever happened was supposed to and just try to run with it uh, I feel like I've uh, I've tapped into a lot of different techniques about how to be present what success means to me and what failure means to me um, and there comes a burden with both of them and and however long you carry that burden with you becomes your ego right so you are successful and people expect a lot out of you um, that can weigh on you and when you're a failure and you're you know you're not doing as well as you expect yourself to that can weigh on you as well so however long you want to carry that success with you is up to you but I like to carry it for the millisecond that the ball's hitting my bat after that while I'm rounding the bases I'm giving high fives to my teammates I don't have that success anymore it's about the next play it's about somehow maybe relaying a little piece of information of how I was able to have that little bit of success to a teammate because 
if I roll over to second base, I come into the dugout and I walk past the guy at the water cooler and then I walk past the coach at the top step and then I walk past the guy who's going out to hit right now. That's three different guys that I could have helped somehow with my failure that I didn't because I was moping. So, so that's that's the mental side of it that I'm working on is how to turn the page, how to be present, how to always just try to be positive no matter what and spin anything negative um, into some type of learning experience. So I think uh, that's going to be the focus for this year. And, and that's the leadership aspect of it where we can all somehow integrate that mindset and, and, and feel like Every day is every day is a new opportunity to keep getting better. Alex Cora had Keith Lockhart speak to you guys yesterday. Are you willing to return the favor and do like a some kind of uh, pregame pump up for the Boston Symphony Orchestra at some point? Yeah, definitely. I, I don't know how to how to. I feel like in the in in that type of environment, you have to be more zen, more relaxed. I feel like to go out and play baseball, you got to be a little pumped up. But yeah, I, I loved hearing what he had to say. Um, just the leader of of that orchestra that group um for so many years i felt like there was so many similarities between him and ac um just how many things he has to juggle how intricate every single little note has to be perfect for the sound to be great and um i think it was just a good good perspective uh for everybody else to understand like this is this is you know pretty standard leadership from the top down where it's not a tier system where one person is holding each other accountable because um, that was one thing that I asked I said how do you differentiate which person is messing up because you can have six or seven players playing the same instrument but how do you he's like I don't the environment and the the culture that i've built is everybody's holding each other accountable so i don't even need to say to that person the person next to that person knows that they're messing up because they can hear it and they'll nudge them before i have to mm. so that was what i gained out of it and it's just uh, a a culture thing of uh you know just holding each other accountable tristan so you said earlier about the, you have the great team great manager great coaches so core is in the final year of his deal uh what would you think as a member of the Red Sox playing for a different manager than Alex Cora next season? I can't imagine it just because I haven't, I haven't done it. Um, he, he's the backbone of the organization. I think he's such, such a great example for everybody in and out, in and outside of the clubhouse. I think inside of there, he's, he's always really active. Um, he's displaying exactly what he preaches he never expects results he's always about um all the things that i've been treating uh, uh preaching right now attitude effort energy um those are all very controllable things and and he doesn't he doesn't ask too much of us and he's always honest he's always honest he shoots me straight which is exactly what i want from my manager i don't want him to sugarcoat anything i don't want him to hide um, behind any doors he he's very upfront with with what he likes and what he doesn't and and that's who i want at the helm um when things are going bad he's always super level-headed and i think he's just the right right guy for the job he was he was on with us a couple of days ago talking about how you know really from his perspective gotta gotta fix the defense this season um he put it on himself um do you feel that that that's on you guys or that's on on alex well that's that's the great thing about our uh that's the great thing about our organization. I feel like if there's failure, we all accept we all accept responsibility for it. So from my from my perspective, I feel like the infield defense last year was my fault. I felt like it was all my fault. If you look at the two last World Series teams with the Diamondbacks and the Rangers, both the catcher and first base position had their respective leagues gold glove winners from those teams, Nathaniel Lowe and Christian Walker, as as well as Jonah Heim and Gabriel Moreno. They were all, all gold glove winners. So I think at a certain point, the first base and catching position has to be elite for your team to be successful. Um, and I, I, it starts with me at, at first base, helping everybody out and instilling the confidence into my infielders that they just have to throw it over there and I'll hopefully do the job with my size and, and length. And you want to be elite this season. That's that's the plan. That's the yes. plan. Yep. All right. I love it. Well, All right. Well, listen, thanks for taking the time. We'll let you go. And, and you're over the flu? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Over it. It uh, was bad? Uh, I had a 
back pains for no reason, just general body soreness, oh. a lot of congestion in my face. Um, thankfully, I didn't didn't lose my appetite, so I didn't lose any weight. I uh, never lose my appetite. Yeah. I don't know if you can tell or not, but <laughs> no, you, uh, I look good. Yeah, All right, thank you. Um, and you uh, <laughs> you playing tomorrow? Yes. You're playing tomorrow? Yeah. Huh? All right. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time this morning, and hopefully we'll talk to you again during the season. Thank you. I appreciate All right, it. All right. We are at JetBlue Park. Tristan Cassis with us. Coming up uh, during the 9 o'clock hour, Craig Breslow. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Doing a pretty good job with all my help when it comes to the rejoins this morning. You're nailing it. Thank when it you, comes sir. To the to the Florida summer beach theme. So, um, well done. And I hope I hope you miss us the same way we miss you, Sean. I miss you yeah. guys very much. Okay. It's very lonely yeah. back here. It's just me and Jackson. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, um, I will say that uh, it was uh, uh, I thought. Awesome talking with Tristan Cassis mm-hmm. and had some interesting things to say. I, I feel like maybe the the buy-in is there. You said it that was your lead this morning, yeah. Wiggy, is that these guys are they don't understand why everybody's picking them to, right. finish, to finish last in the division again. Yeah, and, and I and I told you you know, being part of a team and, and being an underdog or not really being able to understand why People outside the locker room or the clubhouse don't see what we have here. You know, a young core of nucleus players that, you know, can do some damage. Then it becomes, okay, if you can't see it, then we're going to, you know, we're going to put it right in your face. And and we're going to prove to the world that, hey, we're going to we're going to prove to the world that we're good. And who cares what the naysayers say? So I think that's kind of the message that we're seeing with a lot of these guys. And that's, you know. Now you just got to do it on the field, but to have that sometimes I think goes a lot further than when you have a really good at team and the ex- expectations are high because sometimes you can relax a little bit. Well, we got, we were kind of laughing about it when Trevor Story said, you know, a couple weeks ago, it's dangerous to, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but dangerous to underestimate us. And um, there, you know, we he he was essentially saying that they needed a culture change around here, and maybe they. Maybe they got it, Curtis. The interview was good, but Curtis missed something very crucial at the end of that. I've never felt older, and I've never felt more poor. Uh, because at the end of the interview, Tristan pulls out his phone and shows Greg something. And I'm like, oh, what's he talking about? You know, maybe a place in the seaport. Who knows? So I, he walks out. I said, Greg, what was that? He said, oh, he has the same Rolex as me. He was showing me. I, oh, I have Mine is fake. I just, okay. just, yeah. Yours right. is a dupe? Mine is just. Hey, mine yeah. is well, I mean, he's, he, the kid is 24 years old. So, I had to work I, my entire life. Let's be clear. Okay. Hey, Greg, be that clear. is so. What? Let's, let's be clear. Curtis, let's, let's be Curtis, clear. Curtis, Wiggy, you, can, you were sitting here. He said he has the same 
Roly. Yeah, Roly. Not yeah, even yeah. Rolex. Roly. Are you serious? He has the Roly, same Roly. I want to go home. Uh, and when I was listening to them, it all made sense. He's like, "Yeah, I got this one before they were hard to come by, and you know now it's you can't. It's impossible to get right. one." What People do you mean that, you feel old, by the way. Uh, he was sitting across from me. He has such a baby face. Uh-huh. In twenty four, I don't know when I started at you're Nesson. Thirty one years old. 32, you're thirty two. You're, you're not old. It, no, it just when I started at Nesson, it was like I was the same age as all of these guys. And it was- Here's the thing I don't get about watching car people. Mm. You didn't build it. You didn't design it. <laughs> you just bought it. Right. That takes nothing. Well, he's a watch guy. Hey, I'm I mean, a guy. Hey, watching cars. Hey, I mean, that's the way Wiggy's, to go. Wiggy's a car guy. I love, hey, but I love watches too now. Don't get it twisted. You I know guess. what I mean? Yeah. A nice Richard Millie. Um, you know, I can't uh, confirm more than I can. <laughs> you know, okay. I, okay. But I, I do love a Roly. I mean, uh, uh, a Roly is a, a nice Roly. watch to have. <laughs> Santo has a Roly. Huh? Oh, you got quiet over there for a minute. Yeah. I've seen it before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you see how quiet she make got. Make fun of Greg and Tristan. Yep. Uh, no, I'm not making fun of Tristan. I know. Greg a, became, oh, all of a sudden, God. Greg's shoulders yeah. went back a little bit more. His see chest that? puffed out. See, see how she didn't think we noticed. Uh-huh. Santo, and I think Santo has multiple roles. Nope. Yeah, and if it. Santo walked into a room and said, oh, you have the same role as me, <laughs> we'd mock him. <laughs> yeah, the exactly. Like, oh, Santo, the douche. Uh, Tristan showed uh, him a photo. I immediately come in here to attack he, me. I'm he, reacting he, to what Tristan, she said. Tristan showed the photo to Greg, and then he left, and we oh, said, Greg, okay, what was that Greg's, about? Greg's off the hook. I thought yeah. Greg said Greg it. was no, the no, one who no, said, no, no, we no, have no, the same role as No, no, no. If Tristan brought up the watch, he's off the hook. I said nothing. He, yeah. he was fumbling through his phone. It's great. Courtney, I, was Courtney, I was trying to say nice. Like, oh, inter- oh. I was trying to say thanks for the interview. It was great. Like, hey, and he's like, fumbling. He's going to show me something cool. He's like, no. hey, I thought no. he was going to show me nudes. Or it would have been. Ru- oh. It would have been rude if Greg did not yeah. say that. Did back. you think it, that he needed to tell us it was a rolling? Uh, <laughs> kind of a douche move. But. Oh, I was trying to talk Wiggy. That's what Wiggy oh. thought. Are you right? No one says I'm Rolex. God, Wiggy's like like Greg's Bill Belichick. He's like, oh, take this, yeah, yeah. take this sling and arrow. Greg, nobody says Rolex. Everybody said, oh, I got a Rolly just like I that. don't know if you know this or not. I'm for them streets. Right. <laughs> I am for them streets. Hey, hey listen. You got a Rolly. Santo got a Rolly. I mean, you know, Tristan got a Rolly. He's got a Rolly. I got a Fitbit Lux right here. It tells the exact same time. Ain't nothing wrong Tristan's, with having a Rolly. Tristan said, didn't he say he got it for his 18th birthday? Is that what he said? I, I wasn't part of the conversation. Well, when, yeah. when you're a first pick in the draft at 18, you can kind of pick whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, yeah. you yep. can. Right. Or first round pick. Two and a half. I think that two and a half million. I think you have two and a half million dollar signing bonus. Wow. Well, that's a very he, good watch. Uh, and yeah. for all of that, he is he was such a good interview and so honest. Yeah. I which I don't great. think you get a lot. You don't get no. a lot of honesty. I thought he was great. Well, uh, uh, we will talk with Craig Breslow coming up this next hour. Our final hour here at JetBlue Park in Fort Myers, Florida with Red Sox Spring Training. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 